The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 86 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we will be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But first, follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can email us, Blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Instagram a little bit. That's obviously Blokebusters. And you can go to our website, Blokebusters.web.com. And it should be up to date. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. I, I genuinely think I've forgotten to update it since the last time I put something out, which was yesterday. So I actually need to... <laughs> uh, yesterday means that. nothing in podcast land. Uh, yesterday could be any time. So. Very true. However, when we get down to the actual nuts and bolts, I am going to have to date this recording. So. Uh, well, there you go, bringing it down. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, so... Obviously, like I said, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, and do you want to do the uh, the patented Brian synopsis, or do you want to do the uh, the nut and bolt first? Uh, let's just go ahead and grab a quick synopsis, if we can. All right, then. Uh, set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, they, Do whoever's you? been putting this together has been doing well to kind of keep it succinct the last couple of episodes. You, you think they should almost start a website uh, <laughs> of like movie data and yeah, I know. I know. yeah, maybe they should get on that. Some sort of database. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If, if only that were possible. Well, we can dream. Okay, so um, how is this movie doing? I hear well. <laughs> yes, uh, so obviously directed by James Gunn, a budget of $200 million, and as I, I know, but as I keep hearing other people say, and I feel like I really should point out, that is the production budget. Generally speaking, if you look at the production budget, you can double that, and that will be the marketing and promotion budget. So... Yes, so let's assume four hundred million on the upside. As of seven days after release, being today worldwide, five hundred and eight million nine hundred fifty-seven thousand four hundred nineteen dollars. And about a little over twenty percent of that U.S. uh, I think so. I believe it's uh, just shy of two hundred thousand in America. And just to kind of get you to understand exactly how much money that is. That is 66% of the total amount of money that Guardians of the Galaxy 1 made in the box office worldwide. So, okay. And it has made that in seven days. I think it's going to do well. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fine. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, once again, uh, Marvel has a hit. Or, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, just uh, full full disclosure here, uh, I went and saw this in 3D. I'm sorry. uh, I believe Brian did (laughs) I saw it in normal movie visuals, uh, (laughs) a.k.a. 2D. And uh, where I didn't need to have, uh, didn't need to wear glasses the whole time, and be disappointed in everything after the trailers. So I see. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you'll correct me here. But I was like, well, the um, the one thing I would like to say right now is that it surprised me exactly how the 3D was used because I felt as though it could have been done better than it actually was. <gasps> no way! I know. Get out! <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I was I was sitting there, I had the glasses on, like the trailers were alright, and it starts up and it looks okay. And then you start seeing these long shots, and it kind of looks like every few, I don't know, let's say every 200 meters of actual depth, that's one bit. And then the bit behind that, it feels like you're looking into a picture that's been brought out, and all of the character, all of the people in it are individual puppet things that are like one just behind the other. It was it was so weird. It was it was kind of like someone had taken a picture and accordioned it out, and then you were looking at it. I think officially the weirdest three D experience I've ever had. It's almost as if three D just exists. Uh, to get extra dollars out of our pocket for a movie ticket. I know, and the, <laughs> and the good thing is, I ended up only paying about six dollars fifty for this three D ticket. So I actually whoa, hell, yeah. well, good for you, Burton Stopper. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it was <laughs> the first the first showing of the day at uh, that cinema, and so they just they were selling regular tickets for five dollars, and the three D was six fifty. So all right, because yeah. I usually can't get under. Uh, Anywhere under ten for three D, at least. Yeah. Um, yes, these are Midwest prices, people. So yeah, if you're in, like if you're in the coastal areas, you're like fuck, like fourteen dollars as a regular ticket. We understand, but um, yes. Yeah, I would definitely not be opting for it out there. Yep, yes, um, yeah. All right. So anyway, moving so, on. Yes. Moving so, on from the formats. Yes, um, so the people that were in this thing. Uh, there we, were some Guardians. There were, and uh, just for the sake of time, we're not going to list yes. every single cast member that is returning. So you have... Yes, you know those people. people. You can look them up on your own time. Yes. Uh, and, we're just going to expand from there. Yeah, uh, so basically outside of that... Uh, we've only got a few really new faces that are worthy of real mention right now. And uh, that would be, uh, you got Pom Clementif, and I probably... That's how I do that, yeah. Yes, I, I, mean, I probably got that wrong, but that is how it looks like it should be pronounced. And that is the person playing Mantis, which is the new empathic being. That is in this film. Touchy, yeah. touchy-feely. Yes, very I'm touchy. going to be calling her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've also obviously got Kurt Russell as Ego. Yeah, I, I kind of heard the name and I was like, oh, I, I wonder if this person's going to think highly of themselves. And uh, they did. So there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well named. Uh, we've also got, and this is, again, another one I'm not 100% sure on, Elizabeth Debicki? 
big, that's what it looked like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. As Aisha, who is the high priestess and leader of the sovereign people, who are just gold. Yeah. Uh, gold members been yeah. let loose. And there you go. Okay. Uh, well, um, before we get too far into this, Paul, can I just... Um, I, I kind of want to do this uh, on most podcasts, but I usually forget. If you're a first-time listener, we do discuss all aspects of the film. Spoiler alert. Oh, yes. In perpetuity. <laughs> we talk plot points, end of the film, everything. So if you haven't seen it, you want to see it, see it first, and then come uh, hear our thoughts on things. But yeah. sorry, just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, that, that, that's fine. I get pissed off with spoilers, so I know how it is. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's absolutely yeah. fine. And especially, uh, especially since a couple of the nicknames I'm going to mention are kind of surprise things in there. Sylvester Stallone is in this film. Uh, he is yeah. <laughs> super he is, expendable, as yeah. I call him. He is Stakar O'Gord. And for those of you that are fans of the Marvel comics, yes, that is the one that was in another iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because there have been several teams, and his character was in one of them. So there you go. <laughs> and apparently we will go. see him returning in future Marvel films in some capacity. So, yeah. Oh, goody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, of course, the uh, like the one that like can't go without saying at all is uh, the person who plays Mainframe, who is Miley Cyrus. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. d- don't worry. There's, I think, a line. By mainframe in the entire film. So, yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we want to dive into this thing here? Uh, general well, thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can go either general thoughts or uh, yeah, I, I feel like I should. Because I'm yeah. really dying to get into those. <laughs> I know, which is why I, I kind of want to. <laughs> I, I kind of want to just. <laughs> te- I can't hold it in bit. anymore, Paul. I can't hold it. Okay, go on then. <laughs> I do not like this movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do not like this movie. All right. Uh, there it is. I'm sorry. Bring the hate towards Brian. <laughs> Paul doesn't have anything to do with these comments. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I was utterly let down by this. Okay. They're not to say that it is not without merit. I do not want to say that. Okay. Um, obviously, when we are guesting in the restroom, we are exposed to much worse things. <laughs> but oh, yeah. on the spectrum of potentially good films, this was a major letdown for me. I thought it was a shadow of the former film. I just, I don't know. Uh, I... It, it, let me put it this way. The charm wore off very quickly for me on yeah. this. Uh, there were parts where I was convinced I was really having a good time, and then I kind of thought, mm, yeah, really not so much. <laughs> um, so I can dive into that a little later, a little more, or a little I, more, a little later, whichever version you want. Yeah. Uh, but where were you on this? Uh, well, I, I definitely didn't think that it quite had the magic of the first one. Like, that, I think... It's that Lord diminishing returns type thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is anything ever going to be as good as the as the first film? And yeah, you know, 
it, obviously it's a Marvel film, so I wasn't expecting it to be terrible, <laughs> and uh, I didn't I didn't know how it was going to land. Um, I it, it, I think I am relatively opposite for you. I actually quite enjoyed it. I don't know. Maybe when we get into this, you'll be able to explain exactly what it is that you. Oh didn't yeah, like, okay. and then yep. uh, like we can kind of expand on that, and I can I can try and see where you're coming from. I can, I can okay. I can understand the feeling of like yeah oh they were trying too hard to be the first one again or like something like that. I can I can kind of see that because you know, obviously they were like oh winning formula from the first film let's try that again. Uh, but uh, but yeah obviously. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up right at the beginning, because it is the very first thing that comes up, um, sort of, is so there is Baby Groot in this, and I did mm-hmm. just a small amount of research, really small, because I had no time. A baby and, amount? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, I mean, a baby was instrumental in the amount of research I was able to do. And, uh, oh, well. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, and yes, basically, it has been confirmed that the Groot that we have in this film has none of the memories of the Groot from the first film. So this is just literally a baby Groot. It's completely new. And, and how do we know this? How do we know it in the film? Um, uh, well, we don't, I really. mean, <laughs> yes, what, where did you arrive uh this is this it's something that James Gunn has come out and okay. uh, like and said that yeah I mean it it's one of those because I mean from the character standpoint all I can say is I am Groot so we don't really know yes <laughs> that it has no memories no but uh, yeah it, it I think it's one of those things where maybe they were trying to get a cop because it's a baby it's like newborn like all new don't they I I don't mm-hmm. know they. I didn't think that they necessarily portrayed, oh, this crew had no memories of his previous life. However, I did think a couple of times, like, why doesn't it do this? It did it in the first one. Like, that would be why. It well, no, to do th- it, so. th- that's actually a relief because Baby Group doesn't realize how cool it once was. So, that's, <laughs> I guess that's good for Baby Group. Yes. Um, and. <laughs> Okay, so regard- shot one. <laughs> regardless of how you felt for the rest of the film, what did uh, you think of the opening? Uh, Just the opening. It was all right. Okay. It was okay. I yeah. mean, I was okay with yeah. I was okay with it. I wasn't like jaw dropped, and I wasn't bored. I was all right. I actually read something a couple of days ago, which really made me rethink it, and. But it made me realize exactly what they were trying to do, which is that, obviously, the opening, for those of you that haven't seen it, and I don't know why you haven't at this point, but anyway, um, the opening is they're hired to save these batteries from this interdimensional being, which, side note, I don't know how this interdimensional being would have stolen the batteries in the first place, but there we go. Um, so well, They went to Radio Shack when they were going out of business. Yeah, and they just stopped up. And so, yes, what happens is they're getting ready for fighting this being, and then all you see, for the most part, is an out-of-focus fight because you're following Baby Groot, who's dancing along to uh, Mr. Blue Sky. (laughs) And 
I thought, like, okay, that's kind of cool. I do kind of enjoy the fact that you can't see the full fight because it isn't just going to be a heavy CG fight scene where it's just loads of bodies, loads of laser fire and loads of just CG for five minutes and it's just, okay, can we not just get on with it? You actually get sort of a character moment in depth, which is kind of fun. And then I read what they were trying to do with it, which is group is going around and every single member of the Guardians is attempting to protect Groot. Like trying like Gamora is telling him to go and hide somewhere before you get like a little hello as he's waving. Like mm-hmm. all of the others are trying to stop Groot from being hurt and then you get the infamous Groot not wanting to dance when Drax is looking. And Again, courtesy of James Gunn, the reason for that, supposedly, is that Groot knows Drax doesn't like dancing. And so whenever Drax is looking, Groot doesn't want to do something that he doesn't like. So, there you go. Well, there you go. (laughs) More sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, which would have been great if they somehow worked it in. I don't know how that one specifically would have come in with a character that can only say three words. But there you go. <laughs> the more you know. All right. <laughs> I should try and get that little sting to come in there. Mm. I think, yeah. All right. I think it'll be nice. All right, then. So, you know what? Why don't we go with name something specifically about this film that you just did not like? Obviously, you kind of broad stroked it, but. Uh, well, the main thing is jumping way ahead. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if I want to go with that. But Okay. Well, where do uh, you want to start with it? I, I mean, because we're jumping right into the third act, if I go with that. But uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's say that. I, let, me start off, let me start off with the first act. The first act, I was not engaged into this film at all. Hmm. It was so much visual noise that it, it numbed me. The, $200 million, you said it. Like, mm-hmm. this movie did not need to be $200 million. <laughs> I, I don't, I will honestly think that. There's no way it needed to cost. I mean, that's a shitload of money. We know that's a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot to go into that. But there's no, I mean, we've seen what Deadpool was able to do, right? With limited budget. Yep. And very engaging, very captivating looked amazing on the screen um it was just so much there and and i know detractors are saying well did you watch guardians one yes i did (laughs) and there is a lot of that yeah there's some of that this i felt took it to another level where i couldn't even tell what the hell was happening and i was not intrigued or interested in the plot at all from those first 45 minutes up to an hour. It, it was, like I said, it was just a lot of, just a lot of noise for me. I, it, up to the I wasn't introduction hooked. of Ego? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I mean, I, again. I can... And young, I'm sorry, <laughs> young people CGI creeps me the fuck out, okay? <laughs> uh, um, I will. Rogue, Rogue One nailed it. Rogue One nailed it. Anything else looks like Westworld to me. Like this looks like this doesn't look like anything to me. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't. 
didn't like it. I <laughs> didn't like that part. Fair enough. Uh, I I will say uh, that this is like the second to last piece of information I was able to look up before we started this. Uh, most of the youngification of mm-hmm. Mr. Russell was done with makeup on the day. They just they touched okay. it up with the CG. So. Yeah. Uh, but, he just uh, looked a little too waxy and a little like yeah, very, he looked like Madame Tussauds. Like yeah, very sort of China doll esque. Yeah, which, which and I it's like yeah, creepy out. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know I can see where you're coming from. I definitely can. Thank and you. I, I think <laughs> I think the probably the main reason why we differ so much on this is that I am so drawn to the visuals in film and because there was just so much there i was enjoying the spectacle of it over most other things so maybe that that helped me but hindered you just because they did focus so much on that side of it and i i do think going forward that at least based on what we've seen so far that guardians is going to be the flashy side and then avengers slash whatever they move into is going to be the gritty more in inverted commas realistic side (laughs) like i think that's the way they're probably going to go so maybe this will just be like a splitting point for us i'll enjoy one side a lot and you'll just enjoy the one side We'll get into this a little later, but this isn't just flashy. Um, no, no, it is not. <laughs> no, uh, which is another major issue for me. Okay, now I need to ask you this then, because I personally think it's the best thread throughout the entire film. Yeah. Yondu. Yeah. I take it <laughs> you are not a fan of Yondu in this film then. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay, we have to. I guess there's no way to avoid it any further. Uh, <laughs> no, I love Michael Rooker. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, I really love. I mean, I think he's one of the greatest character actors. I just love him pretty much in anything I see him in. Uh, even though I'm not really a Walking Dead guy anymore. Um, you know, obviously he's not been a part of that for a while. But yeah. Um, Spoilers there. Um, <laughs> for quite a while, if not really. As quite a while ago, point. yeah. In case you're four years behind on Walking Dead. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, no, I like Yondu. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to get into this. Um, <laughs> this is not what I wanted from this movie. Okay. Okay, I know that's very vague and very general. Uh, yes, I, I know. We are still trying to somewhat uh, skirt around it just for the time being. Um, yes, uh, but okay. So, are, so it, are you just act, asking for an overall characterization of Yondu? Like, well, I because like, I'm really I, trying not to go into the third act. Just I know. Now. Yes, without going into the third act, uh, like, okay, or, or without specifically mentioning the stuff that happens in the third act. Overall, I felt that character arc wise. Yondu yeah. had the best one. Like it was. It, I can I, I can see that. Yes, yeah. he I, definitely I, was much more interesting on screen in this film than he was in the first one. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, the plot had a lot to do with that. Yeah, um, very much so. And I, I, I really enjoyed seeing the fleshing out of this character who was a mm-hmm. relatively small part in the first film. And mm-hmm. you come to see that he isn't a relatively small part. So that was... That yeah, was what things you thought that. were so in Volume 1, not maybe the case in Volume 2. Yeah. Exactly. So, and again, mm-hmm. more on that a little later. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to know, before we get into more stuff, you know, I want to know something that you really enjoyed. Like There must have been something I, about this film that you liked. I really enjoyed. Ooh. Are you asking for my shining light, <laughs> sir? Sure, let us run with that. <laughs> Oh my god, I was not ready for this. Um, something that I really liked about this. Can be literally anything. Alex. Literally anything. Um, man. Even a cameo. Uh, you know what? Yeah, not, no. Hmm. Um, I am really at a, at a loss. I don't know if there was one thing I truly loved about this movie. Um, Interesting. I, I I I guess if I'm stretching here, and I am, <laughs> I, I did enjoy some of the uh, Quill and Gamora dialogue. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just stretching here. I, yeah. It was more from you know, volume one continued, but I, I I do like a little bit of that banter. Um, yeah, the film looks great. I don't know. I'm all over the place here, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm stretching. No, that's fine. Because <laughs> I don't no. like this movie. I'm yeah. so sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> you, you should never apologize for your feelings okay. on film. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, there were, there were some jokes that hit a lot for me. I mean, uh, it's been over a week since I saw it. So right. Yeah, same here. Kind of kind of rough to just reach out and kind of pinpoint those exact moments um okay yeah i mean uh, the camaraderie of the group and stuff kind of felt good um <laughs> the music uh, as we're kind of uh to foreshadow one of our uh, commenters if the music is the best part of a movie the visual <laughs> forum maybe not a good movie right <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i'll say that Okay. Yeah, I, I can. I, again, I can see the points that people are making. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, I was won over by things that other people weren't. So it's obviously then. Well, I think you're in the majority. I think most people do. Like. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And to be perfectly honest, I'm, I mean, the number kind of glad. Do, so. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that you have an, an opposing side to get number one, so we don't just have both of us. I mean, so often we're we're on the exact same page when these type of movies come around. So yeah, it's kind of a a fresh, a fresh thing (laughs) to to have totally differing opinions, as well as being something like this. Like it's so so weird to be different on this, but it (laughs) it is nice to hear differing opinions on it. So all right, one thing that I. Like really liked because I don't know if it was always planned. I kind of got the feeling that it wasn't until uh, like much later down the line for Marvel 
but is a fan theory that has been running for a long time, and it finally got the the yes nod from Marvel, which is that Stan Lee is actually the same person in every single cameo. I, I saw a, uh, I think a Total Nerd article, yeah, on that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that he the fan theory was confirmed. Yeah. Yes, so and and they haven't gone into whether or not he actually is a watcher himself, or mm-hmm. if he is merely working for the watchers, since he doesn't look like the people he's talking to. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it was like one of my favorite little cameos today, just for that reason. It was. <laughs> So every single cameo you've ever seen Stanley in up to now, it's been the same guy just pretending to be just some guy in the background or just some FedEx guy. <laughs> he is tasked with watching over important events. So there you go. That's uh, the yeah. I, I I enjoyed that, and then also because it's you know it's James Gunn. And uh, Howard the Duck was back. Yay! Yay! Creepy <laughs> as fuck, Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Voiced once again by Seth Green. So we loved him so much <laughs> when he was creeping on Leia Thompson. Let's bring him back a couple more times. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure it's the same as one, but uh, you know, I guess we're gonna. Have Is to are there other Howard the Ducks, Paul? I don't think so. <laughs> However, one. I don't know if they're acknowledging that particular film as canon in the Marvel. Oh, universe. okay, okay. You mean <laughs> I, where he coerces a female woman to have sex with him? Okay, all right, great. Yes, all right. So that may or may not have happened. <laughs> okay. Then again, in the continuity of this film, given what he doing when you see him, it may or may not happen in the timeline of this film too. So there we go. Let's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Howard. Also with Jeffrey Jones, um, also creepy as fuck. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> ah, so, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of Howard. If you couldn't guess, uh, I, I figured. Um, <laughs> all right, so well, I take it then, given that you're not a fan of this film, that uh, like, did you feel <laughs> that any of the Returning actors did mm-hmm. as good or better a job than the last time they were in. Okay, um, you know what i I do think Batista uh, Drax yeah. was pretty good. Um, I mean, it, it's the same. Okay, look for these characters, the Guardians. It, it's the same shtick again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Out of that group, I guess I enjoyed him the most, and yeah. I, I, I don't know, like it, like his befuddlement at human interactions and things. I, it's amusing to a point. Yeah. Um, my note next to him is, haha, I don't get things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the character. That is the character. I don't get things. Yeah, I mean, um, he is kind of like the Steve Carell in Anchorman type thing. Um, but Yeah. Loud noises. Yes. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I I will to kind of counterpoint it. <clears throat> I feel that 
his character has grown a little bit since the first film. He clearly does start to get something and he's thinking about what he's doing a little bit more, especially when he starts talking to Mantis. When he's mm-hmm. really starting to talk with her, I do think you find a lot of times where he doesn't just go the flat out, I am Drax, ha ha ha. No, he actually thinks about it, especially when he pulls the practical joke. I think that the Drax from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 wouldn't have done it like that. I don't... Because I, okay. he very yeah. clearly thinks about it for a yeah, second. But, I mean, I think we're kind of talking about minimal growth there, but... Oh, well, yeah. It's but, some growth. Yeah, I mean, you, um, you're talking about Drax. There's only going to be I mean, growth. if you want to talk the opposite of that question... Okay. Progress the most is mm-hmm. by far Groot. Well, I mean, visually, yes. of course. <laughs> but we took one of the most, and I alluded to it earlier, one of the most badass mm-hmm. and interesting and fascinating parts of that first film and reduced it to an oh, look how cute moment times a thousand <laughs> for two hours. Mm hmm. Like, I know that's a harsh take, and I know, like, okay, I know young people are watching this movie and are going to love the shit out of Baby Groot. Um, <laughs> but we saw Groot do some really fucking awesome shit <laughs> in Volume 1. Who can now do none of that? Yeah. And it, I don't, I don't want to see that for two hours. I don't want to see a tiny twig dancing around. Like, it's cute. It's an SNL bit, cute moment, five minutes. I don't want to see it for two hours. Right. Like, Baby Groot just bugged the shit out of me after a long, long time. (laughs) Like, after actually a very short time. (laughs) Right. I feel like, again, I definitely see where you're coming from. It was kind of saddening that we couldn't have the same Grootness from the first one. We had Groot, like, extend his truck and just, like, wipe out a hallway of dudes. In, like, two seconds, you know? We had him turn into this awesome ball and, like, you know, light up the, you know, just with the lights and all. It's so fucking cool, all this shit he could do. (laughs) And now he cannot figure out what button to press on a bomb. Okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that that actually seemed almost intentional on the part of Baby Groot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's kind of a bit of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) although that did actually lead to just one of my favorite bits in the film when they did just do that whole anyone got any tape thing i didn't think they would go the whole hog with that and they did and i was kind of happy to do that because once again they have this film which if this were any other studio if this were made by oh i don't know michael bay we would just be focusing on all action, you can't tell what the hell's going on on the screen. And instead, they take the time to have you just look at this talking raccoon and little tree while in the background people are fighting, but also asking if there's any tape. I, I kind of enjoyed that because it was it was taking the route of let's not go for what everyone thinks we're going to do. Let's just kind of do a, yeah, we'll do a little thing off the side. I do know that... Yeah. I, and I will concede that uh, because it it was such just a predictable 
second and third act yeah. of the, <laughs> you know, yeah, we got to get out of here type thing. But yeah. but to have that little interchange there, a kind of little Ocean's Eleven, you know, type yeah. dialogue, you know. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. but that's, yeah, 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 it was all right. You know, like, why are you going to? Why are you going to ask this question if you don't ask like, <laughs> Can it be disgusting? Well, if you don't have anything, yeah. Like, okay, just chuckle. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, when you actually got to feel that the Guardians are like a family. Like that. Yeah. I, I felt the best moments in the film were when you could see them really being like close again. Like, I, obviously, I know there's, you've got to have your typical... You start out fine. Something happens, a little bit of a problem. Get back together. End. Like that. That, that happens mm-hmm. in pretty much every one of these. But uh, but yeah, it's always nice to to see, especially with like these people playing these characters. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we can really dance around it anymore. Why don't we just get yeah. into the third act now? Well, why don't we just get into it? Okay. So very hated quick. it. Yeah, I, How about that? Okay. <laughs> Very quick plot summary for those of you that, for some reason, are listening to this this far, haven't seen the film, and don't mind us. That very it. strange one or two people. Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> but we still love you, strangers. Yes. Okay. So, Peter Quill has finally found his dad, which is Ego, which is a celestial. Oh, and but is it really? Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so anyway, this has happened, and it like at the same time, these people from earlier are trying to find and kill them, and then also, uh, like we're starting to get a little bit more of exactly what Yondu was doing when he didn't hand Quill over to his dad, which is what he was supposed to do at the beginning of the first film. And then we come to realize that, yes, Ego is a celestial, and there's a very specific reason why he wants to meet Quill, and that is because he has the celestial gene, which means he can grow and populate the universe through the use of flowers. I will admit that was a bit of a stupid plot point. <laughs> Just a bit. Of <laughs> I mean, it, mm-hmm. it obviously worked in the so, terms of... Ego like, wants Jared Kushner. I mean, I'm sorry, Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> Join his cabinet. I mean, I'm sorry, family. Uh, yeah. Yes, so he can only... Mm-hmm. He can only do this by using the power of two celestials because I guess like he can't make himself grow that quickly by himself. We know he can make himself grow over millennia, but he wanted to do it very quickly. So he needed mm-hmm. someone else to have the genes, which is what Peter Quill has. And like yeah, it, it kind of goes downhill from there because as you come to realize, because he flat out tells you in a plot point which was not the least bit surprising at least to me i don't know if Mm -hmm. anyone else was surprised by it maybe they were but yeah as it turns out this person that loved his mum and had to leave and he's going on and on about this stuff and then after i don't know 40 minutes where he's been talking about this on Mm -hmm. and off he finally says 
oh, it pained me to put that tumor in your mum's brain. And it was like, well, yes, obviously you did that. Oh, yeah. sorry, that was yeah. supposed to be a dramatic moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, this is for the three people in the audit- in the uh, theater that haven't gotten this yet. Okay. Yeah, it's like, you're this all-powerful being that didn't want to be drawn back to Earth. The person that you didn't want to be drawn back to died. Hmm. Okay. Um, hmm, yeah, I wonder, uh, wonder what happened there. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so why don't you just, because I know you've got a rant building here, why don't you just, <laughs> why don't you just let me How do you point? know? It's because like I know you, sir. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go on, then. Let it out. <laughs> Fuck this fucking third act of a piece of shit film. Uh, this is not what I want from my Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Guardians of the Galaxy is pure joy and escapism. It is fun times. It is laughing at the silly jokes, uh, some nice CGI, um, some fun flirting, and, you know, just all-around good times. It is not what we got in the third act of this movie. (laughs) The third act of this movie is a gut-punch to your fucking heart. I know that makes no sense. <laughs> um, but if your heart had a gut, <laughs> it got punched right in it. Yep, that would be the And it got torn out, Temple of Doom style, and you got put into a pit of fucking fire. Um, no, no, this is not what this movie should have been. I don't need to be bawling my goddamn eyes out at the end of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What the fuck is going on? No. <laughs> fuck you, Yondu. Fuck you, James Gunn. No. Yeah. I can go on, but I know Paul wants this rant to end, so I will end there. You, you know, I, I'm fine with rants going on. I just have a little <laughs> bit of, um, of mixed messages going on here because... You... Oh, I'll clear them up. I'm sorry. No, no, that's right. Like you, <laughs> I've had to drink some whiskey to get ready for this goddamn yeah, thing. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm you, sure, some things could be confusing. You start off by saying how much you hate this film, and you didn't have anything in it that you really liked that much. You seem awfully connected to Yonder. If this ending matters that much to you, no. <laughs> I, I think it. I think it was a really cheap shot. For them to do what they did with with Yondu. I I just don't think that's what this, at least this set of films should be. And and I know that can sound confusing because (laughs) we want films to explore and do different things. And you can't just repeat what you did. You know, yeah, it's a confusing message. Um, I admit that. But this isn't... The right road to take. The right road to take is not to have this awfully just horrible situation. Like, just, no, you don't have a fucking Spock funeral in this goddamn movie. Okay, fucking spoiler. 
I mean, I mean, yeah, one was shot in space, one's cremated, but fuck, you get the idea. It's a, no. a multicolored cremation as well. I mean, thank you. Know, yes, at least that. it was pretty. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe okay. Father, yeah, he's he's your daddy. Not, fuck off, daddy. No. <laughs> okay. Seriously, right. what were they trying to do with that? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to the to the twelve year old watching this movie. To um, like, I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get I, it. I have a take on it. I have no idea. Okay, I would love to hear it. I have no idea if it's right. Um, But I do feel that it's kind of necessary for the Peter Quill character. Peter Quill has always had an absentee dad, right? So Mm -hmm. that's been his issues growing up. And for the character to grow, especially... Like, obviously, we know he's not the most mature person in the world, uh, or even the universe, but like, for the character to really have some growth, he needs to get over that before we can actually get into uh, like him. Obviously, there's going to be some real issues later down the line uh, with the, the Infinity War and stuff like that. So, they they needed to deal with this and I felt that having yeah obviously we haven't actually said what happens <laughs> to the, uh, but whatever so. Yondu fucking dies <laughs> there it is people are you happy now you know what I am I've been waiting for that since you started the run um, right. Yondu so. fucking dies to save baby ego aka Peter Quill <laughs> Yes, he does. He yeah. does. And I mm-hmm. I feel that for Peter Quill to literally be a, like, have a hand in vanquishing his actual father and then having to realize like you know, what he had all along in you know, keeping the family theme going, I, mm-hmm. I do think that this was the best way to go for the evolution of Peter. Now, I do agree that they should have just kept Yonder around for years to come because they definitely got rid of the most interesting character in the entire Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, in uh, the galaxy. Well. <laughs> in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, yeah, I mean, the, the way they... Fl- I mean, obviously, fleshing him out this much really helps. And then that just, to, the end. just to blow that wad after you flesh him out. It's fucking stupid. And, I mean, do we at least agree on what the best line in the entire film is? I, You know what? I don't know. What is the best line? <laughs> Got to be Yondu yelling out, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. Agreed. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I happily concede that, yes. Because yeah. that, uh, ju- that little interchange where... Like it, and I know most of you have heard, but yeah, it is just like you look like Mary Poppins. Who's he? Like, is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> it's just that that was yeah that was possibly no. the best moment in the film. I think. I, I think my friend that I watched this with, we I think we both agreed on that. that yeah, <laughs> that was the highlight of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I have 
There, there we go. There's my shining light. There it. we go. I, and obviously you could have mentioned it right at the beginning because we were going to get into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have two separate posters. That, one I've seen a lot. One I only found yesterday that I'm going to put out with this episode that are, like, I think just the best thing to have come out of Guns of the Galaxy. <laughs> and you, you can probably guess what they are, but uh, you, you'll see them once this episode is out. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... <sighs> okay. I don't know. This movie made me tired. <laughs> and so just talking about it. Um, well, well, I mean, bring on yeah. the hate, people. I'm your heel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I... Did we get to the cameos and the um, endless uh, end credit scenes? Uh, well, we, I mean, we can cover... Or do, uh, do you have some third act magic to get to? Uh, oh, I know what I want to say. Okay. Please? Yeah, um, have we had a least uh, or, or a more uninteresting villain in a movie, or in a Marvel movie. Uh, These gold Marvel people people. who we give a shit about. <laughs> well, yeah, who, I mean, they, who they are, are not fleshed out at all. Nope. You you can agree to that, right, Paul? Oh yeah, no, not that at all. They exist. We don't to care just about be... them. We don't know them. Yeah. It's just a. It's just a. I'm sorry. Pardon the phrase. Just a bitchy gold lady. <laughs> who who doesn't like these people? I, I will concede um, that's that our is villain. an accurate description. Uh. Okay, yeah. So that's our main villain. I mean, yeah. Ghostbusters yeah. Uh, 2016 had a better fleshed out villain than this. Yes. And I, lo- I, I like Ghostbusters 2016, but that villain was shit. <laughs> and we know that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but they had a better fleshed out villain than this. Now, I will... I will argue with you on who the main villain is because okay, I, I okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, I I would say that obviously, like ego is the, uh, like the sort of main villain of the end. Yes, yes, yes. But um, the, the, like the but catalytical villain, the one. He, yes, the, the the ones that end up just being the antagonists uh, for most of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, is the the. Like I said before, the the people that clearly had gold members, uh, designer, just like, yes, <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, I don't even have time right now to go into exactly the little things that they change here and there to make some of these work. But uh, um, yeah, the the biggest change in the film that I can see from the like the actual Marvel comics is what they did with the high priestess and especially the end the credit scene with her and Adam. Like that that's possibly the biggest change. <laughs> okay. So like and again I don't really have time to go into it, but uh like it I'm interested to see what comes from that. Not because of the gold people, but just because of Adam. Because Adam is very important going forward. So, um, if nothing else, it's it's a way of introducing that character. So, if maybe, nothing else, okay. <laughs> I will go ahead and embrace that. Embrace that nothing else. Yes, yeah. you go. Yes, there is nothing else other than that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, oh well. Do you want to hear another um, another reason not to like this film as much? Given that you don't really need any more, but would you like to hear one anyway? I would love to. <laughs> okay. Um, Please. Nathan Fillion was supposed to have a role, but they ended up cutting it. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know what else I also wrote uh, or read, uh, read was uh, David Bowie was being approached about a cameo before he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. So also, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, do you think that would have made it any better or not? I mean, David Bowie doesn't hurt a movie, Paul. True. Very true. <laughs> What he can only David? improve. What about David so, Hasselhoff? Uh, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Don't hassle the Hoff, folks. Don't hassle the Hoff. Um, hey, we're a uh, reliable 80s reference. Here's David Hasselhoff. Um, no. <laughs> to answer your question, no. Yeah, Hasselhoff even... doesn't cut it for me. He You've been my was... Hasselhoff all along. Doesn't <laughs> cut it for me. The Hasselhoff rap doesn't cut it for me. I was going to say, he even helped out with the, the soundtrack at the end. Oh, helped? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, yes, I mean, obviously the word help is... He, he added is to the Well, he contributed to the soundtrack. Yes. yes. Yeah. He was in the soundtrack. So there we go. How Correct. That? that is an accurate statement. <laughs> uh, no, I would have rather just had raw footage of him eating that fucking cheeseburger than <laughs> have seen him in this movie in any other way. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, is that clear enough? <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think I'm getting what you're saying. Right now. <laughs> yes. I mean, I knew about this. Let, let, uh, I knew about this before I went to see the movie. Like, I try to avoid spoilers before I see things. It was hard to avoid the Hasselhoff spoilers. Um, well, I so I, I knew to avoid that. I didn't know he was. You, you did okay. Well, I didn't know like he like popped into being in the right. film, but I did know about the rap and I did know about like the references and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I was well prepared for that. Right. I don't know. I mean, did it do anything for you, Hasselhoff? Um, other than, oh hey, it's David Hasselhoff. Other yeah, than exactly. that, no, not really. Um, yeah, I remember th- when he was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it would have been funnier. Uh, I don't. I have no idea how it would have worked, but rather than having David Hasselhoff, if somehow they had had the car for Night Rider, and, Kit. Yes, exactly, and got. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of the mm. the actor, but got got Feeney back. And yeah, uh, uh-huh. but, uh, and I have people yelling at me that I can't come up with that name, but yeah, uh-huh. I know he means. Yeah, and I, I, I'm just going to say Feeney because that's who he is to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, we, I genuinely thought the David Hasselhoff stuff would, had stopped being a thing after the 2000s. Because um, that seemed to be when he had his resurgence of just, oh, he's popping in everything again. I guess being a film that is heavily marred in 80s retro feel, if there was anything else it was going to pop into, it would be this. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I have too much more to say about the, uh, <laughs> the cameos and stuff. And I don't know. 
I, we we very clearly are on two different points when it comes to how we feel about the film. So I think. Oh, well, I can't wait till we get to ratings because I don't think we. Well, for one, I don't think we've rated a film proper blockbuster style in quite a while. We have not. Um, which means we're actually going to have to explain it again. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, as we should probably every time we do it because it's confusing as fuck. Yes, as, <laughs> as we should, um, but do not. <laughs> we should, yes, but yeah. we leave it to your to your own devices. Um, yes, but. But should we get to the 5,001 uh, end credit scenes? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we got... I mean, don't ask me to recall them all because there were 5,001. No, yes. We got the Um, the 5,001 end credit scenes and then the 5,002 responses we got when I asked for comments about this. And then we got... Oh, well, how about we go into a very brief summation of those... Okay. Uh, well, I, I, as brief as you would like to allow. I, I can tell you that um, that three of these are going to be very easy to surmise. So, literally, the first three responses I got when I asked for anything from this, B Rob said he hasn't seen it yet. Thanks, B Rob. Yeah. Sarah Poulton <laughs> says haven't seen it yet because I'm so cool. Thank uh, you, Sarah. And the last row pod said. Haven't had a chance to see it yet. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. So there awesome, we go. Thank so, you. That's helped out. Now, <laughs> and now we get into the ones that I need to. That's going to take a little bit. Twelve hours. Yes. Tell you what, I'm just going to do the short ones first, and then get into the rest. So, Adam from Nerds with Word podcast said, "I thought it was a really good Marvel movie. The comedy of this movie really shined." I know Brian. obviously disagrees with most of that. Uh, Drax mm. was a real comic relief throughout the movie. It set up. Future Marvel movies, which was great, as always. I think Chris Pratt is an amazing lead. I don't think it was the best Marvel movie, but certainly up there in the ranks. Can't wait for the tie-in into Infinity War. So, uh, yeah, Adam, um, don't talk to Brian about this. You might not. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't... But no, Adam is certainly entitled to his opinion, and there's some I agree with there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, Drax, some. Um, uh, so yeah, the movie guys. First off, they wanted to just get me to read out their review from themovieguys.net, which I basically said, I'm probably not going to do that. So they then got back to me with something saying, not that it's a contest, but if there's a winner in Guns of the Galaxy Volume 2, it's Drax. Bautista is so enjoyable in these movies, it's clear that WWE missed opportunities with him, mostly using him as a joyless muscle head. So, yeah, they really did, I would say, based on all accounts on this one. So, mm-hmm. I guess uh, their loss, our gain. <laughs> and, yeah, here we go. Um, Harry from Beyond the Box Set 2. Harry, I apologize, this is going to be butchered somewhat. Guardian 2 was a great film. Happy saw it a second time. Favorite bit was the music. Showed us that the soundtrack is great. Favorite bit was the music. Yes. Red flag. Soundtrack is great when it's appropriate rather than just hits, i.e. Suicide Squad. Um, both are good to listen to. CGI in this film was outstanding. I will say I didn't really notice any bad CGI, so I didn't bring that up. Rocket was ridiculously, yeah, ridiculously good looking. And de-aging. Obviously, we heard Brian's thoughts on that one. <laughs> Creepy <laughs> as fuck, to reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look forward to hearing what we think. Uh, uh, obviously, character-wise, Groot had two great scenes. Rocket only had one. Bit useless, uh, along with Drax in the end. Uh, definitely strong around Star-Lord. Uh, more plot with Gamora and Nebula. And 
bringing in Thanos, Thanos, however you want to pronounce that. And yeah, he's he had some questions which I could very briefly answer here. When is this going to happen and with who? Uh, I think he didn't know that uh, the Guardians are going to be in the Infinity War films. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so he wasn't sure if uh, they were going to get to meet Thanos in the end. And uh, like, what's going to happen in Guardians 3? That's an excellent question. <laughs> no idea. Uh, so no idea. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I might need to do a, a solo review of Guardians 3 based on how this is going. Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll be there. You know I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're going to be I go really hoping for redemption. Movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to really do something interesting this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Okay, and <laughs> here is where I really need to <laughs> chop it up here. And so I do apologize to the people from the One Good Thing podcast, which is a, actually a really cool podcast. Do go listen to them. So if, Yeah, we can't read Sorry, guys. We can't yeah. read this whole thing. <laughs> so, and you're going to notice something in a second. But uh, Paul Goodman from the <laughs> One Good Thing podcast uh, he didn't really enjoy it that much. For every joke that worked, there were two that didn't. Lost a lot of its reverence and improv feel by drawing too much attention or dragging on too long. Still loved the character. John Duzark was wonderful. Yep, definitely. Uh, but wanted a plot that drove the film forward and character development. Visual effects, too much, uh, basically. Uh, felt like in front of a green screen, like not enough actual physical stuff there. What was me? Like, the other half wasn't even, like, an Ant-Man problem where things fell flat. They were incongruous, a little abrasive, rather than, uh, like, just wanting the action to sweep around. And so hopefully that's a good summation there for you, uh, Paul. And on the flip side, Paul Salt from the <laughs> What Good Thing podcast. Yes, there are two British guys called Paul on that podcast. And I promise we will have them on ours. There are an abundance of British Pauls. Yeah, <laughs> in the film, in the film, in the film podcast business. world. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, Paul Salt said, really enjoyed the characters again. Wonderful cast, including Gold Baldy and Michael Rooker doing really well. Uh, found the plotting to be problematic at times. Approaching the end of the second act, no idea who the main antagonist was to be, which, okay, I found it kind of obvious myself, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was just because the way I'm programmed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the main antagonist was in plain sight, and for that, he feels like it would be good for a rewatch, which I actually, I kind of feel like I would like to rewatch it just so I can look at the background type stuff, because I love that uh, type uh, thing. Um, yeah. Word on special effects. Fairly unimpressed by CGI rendering in general, uh, but love the production design, which yeah, I definitely agree. I enjoyed the uh, the feel mm. of the world and just enough physical elements. So kind of a differing opinion from other Paul there. And uh, happy, like was happy to watch behind the scene footage and see that Zoe Saldana was actually being whipped around on wires and stuff. So <laughs> a lot of 
a lot of effort. So some sort effort. of masochist really like squashing <laughs> Zoe Saldana get whipped around. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, so, I'm just being an ass at this point. So uh, okay. <laughs> at this point. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, resemble on. that remark. Uh, you, you teed that up beautifully, sir. How could I not do that? So, so yes, his final remarks here. Ultimately, what he got was enough humor, charm, and excitement to warrant a second viewing. Didn't love it, but not underwhelmed. So, and kind regards. That's how he signs off for that one. So, thank you for everyone there. Like that. Was, All right. <laughs> that was Let's rate lot. this. Uh, Let's film. rate this sucker. Shall oh. we? Uh, um, can I go first, please? You, you know. <laughs> You know, I think you should go second because. Uh... Okay. Well, can I explain? Yes, you may explain. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, Blockbusters rating system, every film starts out with a zero point zero, aka a perfect film. No. Nope. Um, as the film progresses, we take points off here and there. Uh, at the beginning, very small deductions, and then increasing over the span. Um, these things can be very arbitrary, very subjective, performances, um, set design, whatever. Whatever we feel like in our own film critic brains. So we deduct half points. Like a very good score is like a minus one, you know, out of potentially a minus ten. Um, so with that being said, yes. Paul, where are you on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Okay, Guns of the Galaxy Volume 2. I had a little trouble trying to think where I was going to fall on this. Um, I will say that upon actually discussing it with you, I found my review score kind of shifting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes one way, okay. sometimes the other. I had some effect, yes. Yes, it was, <laughs> it was one way and the other because there were some things that you were saying which made me rethink about something. And then either it was like, well, yeah, actually, I didn't like it that much. Or I read all about it and go, oh, no, you know what? I oh, I did like it. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to end up with a a minus 2.5 on this one because... Okay. I, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. Um, I I definitely enjoyed the visuals and a lot of this film's visuals. I enjoyed the return of most of the characters. I obviously I I felt that it was a little sad that we had Baby Groot, not old Groot. I but I fully understand what they were doing, whether or not uh, like I I would have preferred something else. Is uh, um, I so enjoyed the Yondu characterization and all that like yeah, even with what happened to him at the end like it, it was so much joy to watch the the development of that character and i have such an interesting like ride with that and yeah the main villain was just kind of hey i'm a villain and the other villain was just Oh, like I don't like you now. I'm gonna be a villain. Um, so, so yeah, that there was that. But uh, pretty much everything else, I didn't really have an issue with. And some of the backgrounds and stuff, I just thought were beautiful to look at, especially on Ego's planet. So, like uh, again, visuals for me. So that is why 
I am almost certainly a lot higher than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were at minus 2.5, was it? I'm going to go with minus 2.5, yes. I, okay. I believe my Guns of the Galaxy 1 is <sighs> higher than that, but uh, yeah. That, that's this might be our widest discrepancy to date. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we don't have blockbuster statisticians out there. I hope not. God, what are you doing with your life if you're uh, doing uh, that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we don't do that, and we're in the bloody thing. Yeah, uh, please find a different hobby. <laughs> um, so, uh, just with kind of trying to remember back on things, might be the biggest discrepancy. Um, before I get to that, yes, there were things I liked about this film. I know I've come down hard on this throughout the podcast. Uh, it wasn't a completely unenjoyable experience. There were things I liked. There were times I laughed. Um, there were set pieces I really enjoyed. As a cohesive narrative and as a as an entire film, it fell utterly flat for me. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, Yondu, yeah. But you 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 kind of blew your blew your whole shebang there. Like Yandu could have been such a great part of number three. He's such an interesting character. He's the most complex character I think we've had in this story. Even possibly uh, like most of the MCU so far, I would say. Yeah, I mean he. He seems abrasive at one point. He seems endearing at another. Um, I mean, he's a very interesting character, and we just we just fucked all of that for a big sentimental moment that did not pay off, and I, in my opinion, did not pay off. Um, it was cheap and it was manipulative, and I fucking resent this movie for it. I do. I can't get over that fact. And I'm coming in hard at a minus seven. A minus seven. I fucking hate this movie. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I wasn't expecting more to come. What were you levels. thinking, like five and a half? <laughs> no, no and I, I, I thought it would be a little lower than that, to be perfectly honest, based on how much you clearly despise what you got. Um but yeah, like you said, there there were some things that you enjoyed about it. So yes, it wasn't um, wasn't quite British Johnny Depp levels. No, uh, no. Uh, Mordecai will always hold the crown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, but... I'm, I'm almost uh, interested to see if there's going to be a film that will depose Mordecai. I. One that we do on our regular episodes, I highly doubt it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, we, if we're if we bringing SRC into the mix or our French fried episodes, possibly. Yeah, but true. for our regular episodes, I don't think anything can touch Mordecai. Nah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This, yeah. I, I, and you know what? I, I would admit right now, minus seven might be a bit harsh. And I might adjust that. But yeah. it will never go above a minus six. Like okay. ever, no, <laughs> it, it, no. Yep, uh, I, I'm sorry. 
right. Tweet yeah, at I, me. I, tweet <laughs> at me. B. Klosterman82. Uh, yeah. yeah no, Let I, me know why I'm wrong. I, I, I do... I do get it. Like I, it it's kind of sad. the The slow reveal throughout the film about the different like aspects of Yondu, the the actual what he did that made him like who he's seen as, and then what he actually did that made him who he was. Like it is so well revealed as the film went on. And mm-hmm. yeah, would have been so cool to have it continue. And, yeah, and Michael Rooker is too good of an actor to be played off like that. Like, uh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, he what, really deserved. I mean, a better continuation of that character. He did. However, I will say, can you think of a better way for that character, as it existed, to go out? No, but I mean, not now. Right. For one, for two, I'm not a screenwriter. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But also, it wasn't the time for it. It was not the time for it. And it was not. Like enough. I go back to my original point: Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be fun, escapist, <laughs> dazzling, um, just. Cool humor, fun. No, not not the Yondu storyline we got here. <laughs> yes, no Molly and me here. We just need no. To... <laughs> yeah, no Turner and Hooch. No other dog murders you can think of. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really want to. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, or yeah. All right. Seriously, go right. uh, right. see Wonder Woman, people. Go see Wonder Woman. Yes, let's just hope that that's the, and this is weird to say, the palate cleanser for... Well, yeah. We know at the very least that uh, one character definitely makes it all the way through. So there we go. That's a plus. Yeah. (laughs) And why they aren't promoting this film like they should, I don't know. Yeah, that, Uh, that, that is really strange. Patriarchal conspiracy, I don't know, but um, <laughs> really seems like they were super psyched about uh, Suicide Squad and BVS, uh, DOJ, uh, but uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they decided that they don't want to you know, spend the budget again on the marketing and they just think that mm-hmm. they've got the people that are going to see it already. Or maybe they want it to fail, uh, yeah. that, which think, is a real possibility. Do you think they finally just given up? No, I think it's. I think I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm uh, yeah. I can't get into those conspiracies, yeah. but uh, <laughs> this is how far this film has driven in people. <laughs> exa- but seriously, watch the trailers for Wonder Woman. They're fantastic, yeah. and it's going to be a good movie. I have zero <laughs> doubt. And what, um, one fun thing to also think about when you're watching those trailers, when she has that sword in the back of her dress, that's a long sword, people. Just, just think about that. Where's that sword going? Um, so, yes. All right. Well, <laughs> Paul was the finisher there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose that we should uh, say goodnight to the good folks or good morning. 
Good yes, yes. Wherever they are in Truman Show land. Yes, exactly. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And good night. Uh, Thank you for getting that, Paul. All right. <laughs> All right come on, you, you got to ask me if I know how to quote the Truman Show. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, well, this, one more time, yeah. Quite they long episode. At Paul. <laughs> they can reach us at Twitter at blokebusters, facebook.com slash blokebusters, Instagram blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website blokebusters.web.com. Not that you can actually reach us there, but we are there. Just in spirit. So there you go. We're there watching. So after this very long episode with a, you know what? I'm going to say surprising rant from Brian. (laughs) Surprising. Okay. Yeah, I I genuinely did not think. We would get a run out of this one. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, after all, right. all of that, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you, folks. Bye. Hey, folks. Brian here with just a quick addendum to the episode you just listened to. Um, so I'm not taking back any of the thoughts or feelings I had considering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I am adjusting my rating uh, for those of you that care, um, if you're out there. Um, I am adjusting from a minus 7.0 to a minus 6. The minus 7, definitely just a bit too harsh there. Um, But yes, I stand by all my comments. And if you've listened to this, well, that is amazing. And I'm sure you're just driving uh, and wanting to be safe and not advance uh, to the end of the episode. So thanks again uh, for listening. And we will talk to you soon uh, at some point here in the future. Bye.